Hey y'all, and welcome back to Old Iron Talk. I'm your host, Callie Girton, and today we have a special episode from Half Century of Progress. We attended it last week, and we got some pretty good interviews that we are excited to share with you guys. We've got some awesome footage of everything that was there. One of my favorite things I thought was really cool was the amount of Alice Chalmers D21s they got there. I know it was said they were trying to get like 250. I don't know if they reached that goal or not, but that was pretty awesome to see. So I'm really excited to share some unique stories with you guys in this episode two of season two. So let's get to chatting. All right, so we're here at Half Century of Progress, and today I'm with Terry Inderley, and he is the owner of this Caterpillar Rome tractor. He's going to give us a little rundown on it. Terry, where are you from? North Central Missouri, a little town called Dalton. Okay. And how did you find this tractor? I actually saw it on, it was on Craigslist, but a guy shared it on a Facebook page. Really? Okay. And how long have you owned it? I bought it this summer of two, 2000, or 2020, summer okay. of 2020, like July 2020. And what was the condition when you bought it? Just like this. Just like this. Okay. So have you done any work to it or not at all? Okay, all right, can you give us kind of the history behind these tractors? Well, I don't, I don't know a, a bunch of it, but they made Rome made them from like 70, 76 to eighty four. In the four, the four seventy five was was the bigger one. And I don't exactly know how many they produced. I've heard right around two hundred, and then I've heard only like a hundred and fifty. This one is a 79 and the serial number is 141 and I'm assuming that's number 41. Have you seen any other in your line that? In person, no. Yes, they're pretty rare. Is this your first half century of progress or have you came before? I came, the first time I came was in uh, 2019 and then we came back out in 21, but this is the first time I ever bring anything. First time you've ever brought anything. Okay. And have you used it? No, it hasn't done anything since it's been here with most of the five relics on the But if we get it fixed, it's going to plow. You're going to plow with it? Yep. Okay. We brought plows to plow with it. Did you? Yep. How big? What are the plows? It's a pair of six bottom okay. John Deere 3100s in tandem. They're Tom Renner's plows. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Do you have any plans the rest of the year to take it anywhere? Or will it no, it won't go anywhere this no. year. Okay. Next year, it'll probably go back to Belleville to Tom's show okay. when he does his show in 24. Do you own anything else? You nothing. Anything else nothing, cool. Like? nothing cool. Nothing cool. Nothing cool. I've got a, I've got a 895 Series 2 Versatile that's got a oh, twin disc cool. power shift in yeah. it. They didn't make a whole bunch of those no, with the power shift. I that's cool. Yeah, that's cool-ish. <laughs> that's not Rome cool, but... No. Yeah. you got to start small. You do. <laughs> do you have plans to do anything to this tractor? Or do you like the condition that it's in? I'd like to paint it one of these days. It's a lot to paint, but... And I I use it. I've probably put, okay. I've probably put 300 hours on it since I I've had it. Pull, scrape, cool. pull scraper pans with it a little bit and then do tillage work with it. I don't farm a lot, so it doesn't take long. But no, it gets used. It's well, a it's a work and play toy. Is it? Awesome. It earns its keep a little. There he is. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're okay with it, we're gonna do a few walk That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So you said you brought this to plow with. Yep. What kind of problems are you having? 
It's a solenoid. It's a bypass solenoid in a hydraulic line. We'll get it figured out. Well, good. I know we would love to see you plow with it, and I know everybody else would too. So yes. hopefully you can get that figured out. I hope out. so. Okay, how fast can you go in this thing, like on the road? It's fast. It'll run. That chart says uh, 24 8, but that is not that's not right. It'll run about 28 or 29 mile an hour. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fast. I'm sure that's a heck of a ride. It is. It's fast. <laughs> how much approximately do you know how much this thing weighs? We've never weighed it, and we need to sometime when we got it loaded up all of it. I'm guessing it between 45 and 50,000. Okay. It, do, it doesn't have any fluid or any miles in it, but it's they're pretty heavy. Yeah, I would imagine so. Two cylinders per se, but 
I'm a John Deere guy. Okay. 50 tens, 50 twenties, 60 thirties. So do you have any of those yourself? No. No? Okay. Is that like something you want to have one day no, or is there? I mean, you can get too much stuff. You can, yes. You definitely can. So do you have a dream tractor? You're probably driving in it. I was going to say, <laughs> I, would, I was hoping that was going to be no, your answer. I mean, but. I saw, You're I saw pretty picture, lucky. I saw pictures of these. What's that? You're pretty lucky. Yeah, I saw pictures of these one time when I was a kid. Okay. I always said if I could ever, if I ever got the chance to own one or could ever find one, I'd try to buy yeah. one. These these kind of tractors have gotten crazy in the last few years, and somehow or another, I luckily got a hold of this one right before they went crazy. Yeah. They're. I hate. I've got. I've had several people try to buy this one. I would, I would believe it. Yeah. You're not going to find another one if you sell it. Nope, you will not. In the few guys I know that got them, Wathens has got one over here at Evansville, and then Nathan Reed's got a couple of them in Arkansas. Okay. Them guys all try to tell me that this is probably the nicest original one really? left. That's what they try to tell me. I mean, it's nice for it's being not a, original. And it's, it's got a lot of hours on it. Does it's it? got the, well, Scott's put their sticker in there too, but... Oh, yeah. When I bought it from Scott's, Matthew told me they bought it in the early 80s. Yeah. They bought it in the early 80s out of Louisiana, and it had like 1,700 or 2,100 hours on it. Okay. And then they put an hour meter in it at like 5,000 or 5,500 hours. Okay. And then it quit and they put another hour meter in it. I was thinking, they, he said they had one in there that didn't run, but like another 13 or 1400 hours and it quit and then they put that hour meter in it. And it's showing, what's that say, 61, 68? Yeah. It had 5706 on it when I got it. So I put that many hours on it. So it's got like 13,000 frame hours. Wow. But right before they quit using it in the late 90s, they overhauled the motor. And then, like a hundred hours after that, they redid the transmission at like okay. the early two thousands, and then they pretty much parked it because they went no till and they used it to pull a big disc. Uh, so it only had like four hundred hours on the motor and three hundred hours on the transmission when I got it. That's what I was going to ask if the motor had been right. anything been done through, to it when you got through, it. So. Okay. Okay. Well, awesome. Well, yeah. thank you. Yeah. downsized, I downsized maybe 
numbers, but at least in size, physical size. Can you give us a little history behind this combine in general? What's it? Uh, my history, you know, having purchased it within the last probably 30 days, is limited okay. on, on, on my knowledge of it, other than it was made in Germany. Uh, and this one actually was sold in Germany. here at the show and uh, I'm getting a connection with him. He's cool. got manuals and information that will help me get more of the history. Because, yeah. you know, that's where I usually end up the, the history of it makes it more important. Yeah. Cool. Physical piece itself. What year is this? Uh, this is the early 60s. But again, without his records of serial numbers, it's, it's not 100%. Not 100%. But yeah. I'm, I'm guessing as
would you mind taking this around and kind of showing everybody? No, that's fine. I don't know, you know, I don't know how much I can tell you about it. I know the things that we have or haven't done. Now, originally, they did make the combine in two versions. Okay. They made a gasoline version, which would have had a Volkswagen opposing V4 air-cooled engine, which everybody said the same thing. An air-cooled engine sitting next to you on the seat probably would not have been a good idea. Yeah, and with the dirt and the dust, that could have been iffy. Yes. Now, according to what Neil had said, his previous owner, he thought this was a transplant engine. Now, the guy yesterday that sent it here from Germany said no. He said he's sure that this combine was built because they made it diesel or gas. He said no. He said he's pretty sure this combine was a diesel originally. So he said he, and I looked it over when I got it, and you can't tell that it was a transplant. You know, it, it just looked too. Yeah. And he said the same thing. He said, I'm pretty sure. And his comment to that was, if it was sold in Germany, which it was, he said, they were all on diesel. Gas prices in Germany were high. Yeah. Higher than diesel fuel in the 60s. So he said, everything was diesel in Germany. So that was kind of their test of that. Uh, the the Sacker attachments, the other... Another one of the options, uh, you could get it with a tank, a small green tank, but they all use the cleaning system at the top. Now this combine I found does not have a sieve and a chaffer. It has a chaffer only, and the sieve work is all done in that, what looks like a scour clean in the States. In fact, people ask me if that's what it was, and I said, well, it looks like it, but it's not a scour clean per se. But the, the final grading is done. Ferguson tractor behind us. Sam, can you tell us what you have here and how long you've had it? Well, I've had it since about uh, 1985. Uh, I found it about 50 miles south of Chicago uh, at a construction company site. They, they just were along a highway and they had it setting out for sale. 
And I, uh, a month later, I came back by there, and it was still for sale, so I bought it. Okay. And I, I thought it would work well in my sod business because it had such good flotation. But I had I had you know no other information about the tractor at that time. So when you purchased it, you did use it for your sod business. I, I did. I okay. pulled a, I pulled a 30 foot real set of real mowers for probably uh, somewhere between 10 to 15 years with cool. it. Very cool. And do you still use it today, or do you just kind of take it around and parade it? Uh, it's mainly it goes to parades yeah. now. <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think since we took it apart and. and uh, put a good paint job on it and everything. I'm, I may have pulled a drag with it once or twice, yes. or maybe a wagon once with it. It looks very nice. Yes. Okay, can you kind of walk us around and show sure. us different parts of this tractor? Okay, well, it's it's three-wheel drive. The front wheel pulls as well as the rear wheels, and uh, they started with a Goodyear tire that they that they then vulcanized ribs onto right here. Okay. And, then the, uh, and then the front wheel is the same tire, except they filled the center in on it. Uh, if you can see, it's it's filled in clearly here instead of instead of out uh -huh. where the others are, and these tires are not available. These are the original tires. Oh, that that's on. awesome! Yes, very cool. And it, it's impossible to get them. Uh, luckily, there are some people out there who will work on old tires. Yeah, I, I had yeah. the front tire worked on about uh, I think either two or three years ago. I took it off and. Uh, I used to have to send it to Nebraska, but now there's a place in Richmond, Indiana, a okay. part of the same company, and they'll revulcanize. Oh, okay. They were cool. able to, to do some work to that tire. Awesome. Can you explain to us what, what is the reference of this number up here? Well, that reference is to the number that's in this picture right here, um, and I found this out maybe about seven years ago. The, the G5-141 is the military numbers for a Massey-Ferguson 165 tractor. I looked that up online, and um, then I put it on the tractor once I found it. Yeah. Uh, and that, that gave me hope because I, I had been under the impression this was probably built for Barry Boggs or something like that. Mm -hmm. I had just no idea yeah. what, what this tractor would, had been built for. But I'd always thought maybe it was built by Massey because the lines were so clean on it and, the, like, the hydraulic pumps tucked under the step. The hydraulic uh, reservoir to run the front wheel is tucked under the other step, and it's just all very neat um, it is, way yes. in which it's been done. Um, anyway, after after uh, finding this information out, I later uh, and I also was able to verify through a retired engineer named Gary Wormuth that that this picture was taken in the parking lot at the Southfield Detroit Massey Assembly Plant. Then later, I found out from another gentleman who had, who had done five tours in Vietnam and was in charge of logistics there that he had seen these tractors used there, but he said this one definitely would not have gone over there because he said anything that went over did not come back. Yeah, yes. Okay, when we come around the back here, the extra seat, was that on there or did you do that? Oh, no, I did that. That's okay. just for parade purposes. <laughs> this, is, this is a parade seat yeah. for whoever wants to sit back here and hey, wave at people. Hey, that works. Yes. It looks comfortable. Yes. Yeah, it is a massive seat. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to have that. Yes. You got to have that. Yes. Okay, now earlier you demonstrated. Can you tell everybody what you were demonstrating earlier up here when you put your jack down? Okay. Uh, uh, what I was doing was I picked the front end up, uh, and, and I put the hydraulic cylinder on her. That was not part of it. And then I engaged the PTO. The front wheel runs off of the, off the PTO shaft. Mm -hmm. And you would think 
that it would be out of sync with your gears. But it doesn't, it, it doesn't ever seem to be. Uh, whatever gear you put it in, it just seems to help you. And the, uh, and the faster you, uh, you, you uh, run the engine, the faster it will go. But uh, the one thing, it will also pull the tractor without it even being in gear. Mm-hmm. If you would rather just run this, you can. And you better hold on because if you put it wide open, it'll go faster than you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> How fast can this thing go? Do you know? Uh, with, with just the front wheel operating uh, and the transmission not pulling it back some, probably 30 miles an hour. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's a ride. <laughs> As I said, faster than I want to go. Yes, I would say. <laughs> Have you always been a Massey Ferguson guy, or uh, to some degree? Okay. I, I have other tractors too. Uh, we always had Massey combines when okay. I was growing up, all yeah. the way from Massey Clippers up through Massey Five Tens. Yeah. Well, cool. Awesome. What kind of engine is in this? Uh, that's a Perkins, a four-cylinder Perkins okay. gas engine. And they and they used uh, either Perkins or Continentals. Okay. And then they uh, and they they. Uh, uh, Massey bought Perkins because they wanted their diesels. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep. but this is a yep. gas. Okay. Yes. Okay. Want it. Have you ever seen another one in your lifetime? No, I, no. I have never seen another one. Um, Gary Wormuth, who was the uh, head of the Indiana Massey Club for many years, and he's sitting in there. Uh, he thought he had a picture of him in Vietnam, oh, but okay. he hasn't been able to find, find it. it. He, he found this. Gary found okay. this and sent it to me, and, okay. and that put me on the track anyway. I, yeah. I had something solid to yep. go with finally. Yep. I, I've tried a, a, a Vietnam museum out in Texas, and they told me all they have is combat pictures. Yeah. And, and then I've had other leads from um, military collectors clubs, and it sounds like it, it, if I want to go out east, and park myself for a week or two weeks somewhere, I might be able to look through enough files to find oh the pictures. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the number of pictures from the Vietnam War is a, a, a That would be quite, lots, yeah. Lots, millions. <laughs> that would be a task yes. for sure. Yes. Well, I, Sam, I mean, we appreciate you showing us this today. Okay. It's definitely well, a unique you. piece. Thank you for thank coming you. by. I, I hope to do that someday, though. I do yes. hope to go look and find the, yes. the rest of the information. That's the one thing I'd like to have is a picture of it actually in Vietnam. That would be awesome. Yes, Yes, that would be very cool to have. Then you can show that off, too. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So we're here with Herbert and Danny today, and Herbert's the owner of these two tractors right here behind us. He bought them on an auction a couple years ago, and they definitely look a lot different than they did then. But can you kind of give us a rundown on what what was done to these tractors? Yeah, I was always curious um, uh, in the last 10 years what uh, IH was developing uh, before the uh, merger with case took place. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I heard a rumor that some tractors are already at the University of Wisconsin in River Falls. And I tried to contact the people there and they responded and told me the tractors are there. And uh, some years na- nothing happened. And then suddenly there was the auction in, uh, at Ormond. Mm-hmm. And I was lucky to get them five years ago, and I didn't think about to get them. Uh, and so I was surprised when I won the auction, <laughs> and I'm from Austria, uh-huh. and I didn't know how to bring them. I, I sat down in Austria at home, and I had two tractors in Illinois. <laughs> and so I called my friend Danny Anderson from Pine Island, Minnesota. Uh, I know him uh, very long, and I know he's in the tractor restoration business. and. Um, was out of this business, but he told me uh, these two tractors he will do for me. 
And so he, so he helped me to get the tractors from Nokomis to Pine Island, Minnesota. And the last year he did the drawing. And after this half century progress show, we will put them in the container and bring them to Austria because these are unique tractors and they would have been released in the fall of 1985. And many people in Austria and in Europe are interested in these tractors and I look forward to get them to my home. I bet, I bet, that's very exciting. Okay, Danny, can you tell us what all you did when you got these tractors? Well, we got them here and then Herbert flew over here from Austria. Okay. And uh, we went over all the stuff that needed to be done to them. And then Herbert shipped over parts from Austria okay. to me because there's a lot of parts on these that we can't get here in the United States. So he shipped stuff over for me don't really have any books for wiring or anything, but we, we were able to manage to get all the wiring stuff straightened out. Mm -hmm. And the 485 was the nicest one of the two. That one over there needed a lot more stuff done Work. in the cab that was missing. But yeah, other than the full service, all oils, all the fluids, antifreeze, everything, all the filters, we went through them all, put lights on, fixed lights, did the cab interiors in them, uh, dynoed them, run them, and then they went in for paint. And then I had a lady right by us, uh, T.S. Signs out of Mazeppa, Minnesota. She did these decals for us. Okay. Because we can't buy them. So the 885 had original decals on it yet. This oh, one had no cool. decals. So I we took masking paper and taped them on the side. And I used a pencil and I made wow. I drew them out, yeah. and then I give her a decal for a 50 Series International and had the same <laughs> color, the, the bright silver and with the metallic in it. Wow. And then she made these decals for us and come okay. over and put them on. So they're they're actually probably better decals than what came on it brand new. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, these hoods awesome. were built in Fort Wayne, Indiana, because they did them at the truck division. They were first made out of wood. Okay. Then they made them out of clay. And then they did the fiberglass. So there are actually wood boards in behind these oh, okay. panels that got fiberglass over them. Yeah. That's pretty neat. That is pretty, it's pretty cool. pretty neat the way they got them. I mean, it was a lot of work to make them look like this. I but, bet. Yeah, <laughs> they turned out really nice. They and, did, yes. I would imagine so. Yeah, so it, it was an honor to do these things for them. And it'd be fun to see them get in the container and get yes. shipped to Baltimore. And then they'll go over to... Herbert in Austria. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. I try, cool. I try also this, uh, to discover all the history of these tractors. And uh, every year I'm in the US, I do some research at the McCormick Archives in okay. Madison, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And there are uh, thousands of boxes from McCormick, International Harvest, and so on. And last year and this year I was uh, lucky to find uh, some history about these tractors. When the tractors were modeled in Fort Wayne, Indiana, a whole photo series about wood mock-up, modeling of it, uh, the designers on it. I spoke to the original designer, Greg Montgomery. Uh, he was supposed to go here to sign the tractors, but he is now, uh, the hot weather yeah, uh, yes. dismissed it that he can come here. Mm -hmm. uh, so now we are finished, and today will be the day they leave the show. And, okay. uh, They're going they, back to Minnesota. They Minnesota. go home. Today they'll go home tonight back to Minnesota, okay. and then they'll have a shipping container brought to us, and then we'll... we'll Put them in there because Herbert didn't want nothing happening to them, and I don't blame them. They're I don't very, blame me either. Very <laughs> yes. tractors, so, yeah. Don't blame me at all. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I have the the IH5388 that I put together. Okay. So that tractor would have been released with these two little tractors 
this time of the year at the Farm Progress Show 1985. Okay, that's so awesome. That's a pretty, mm -hmm. pretty cool piece of history. Yes, it and is. And after the merger went through, then these tractors sat at Hinsdale Engineering till 1987. Okay. And then they donated them to the university, and then that's how Herbert, Herbert ended up buying yeah. them from the university. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. It is. And there's an awesome history and you did a great job. They well, look great. You. Yes. They look very good. Herbert, what else do you have like back home? Do you have a bigger collection or? Um, for Austria, I have a big collection. For the U.S., I have a small collection. <laughs> uh, I can't count. I have 12 tractors. Okay. I have a, uh, one combine, an international truck. I shipped uh, XL flow combine from U.S. to Austria. Okay. I shipped a uh, transfer truck to Austria. I shipped an international scout with 300 miles, nearly original, wow. uh, to Austria. Uh, I have a Farmer Super M and the common European market tractors, uh, which you don't know here over. Uh, and uh, the last two years I built a new barn at my home, uh, a heated barn, so that I can put these, for me, worthful tractors, for others old tractors, uh, I can put them st uh, properly in the barn. And so these are the last two tractors which are missing and I look forward to get them there and then my collection is finished awesome. and hopefully some people, I know some people of French, Great Britain and other region of the European area which are interested in this and they are of course allowed to have a look at them. Uh -huh. Today for instance I think there come 20 people of French. Yeah. Uh, wow. French people coming here from France. They're very curious about them because uh, these tractors would have been assembled in Saint Desir in France. Okay. So they know a little bit about the project, and mm -hmm. but now they can see the original one. They yeah, that's awesome. It's a, it's a big event for that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's very Pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Okay, if you don't mind, you want to walk us around the other one here sure. real quick for a little bit. So this tractor, this one's 85 horsepower, mm -hmm. and that one is 40, 25. 45, I believe is what we dined with them. I forget okay. the exact, but they had what they're rated yeah. at. Yeah. That one has a three-cylinder German diesel engine in okay. it, IH built. This one has a four-cylinder German diesel engine in it with a turbo on it. Oh, so okay. In the United States, we never had any of the German diesel engines mm -hmm. had turbos on them. Yeah. They were all naturally aspirated. So. This is the first one I've ever seen, and I've worked at IH in Case IH for 17 okay. and a half years. And okay. I started at IH in the fall of 1980 and been doing this stuff my whole life. Yeah. So first one I've ever seen with a turbo on it. Okay. Yeah, very neat. Um, you can see down here on the side frame right here, This is, they had a brass tag that went on there. Oh, yeah. And that was an identification tag that... International Harvester used at Hinsdale Engineering. Okay. And if they had to do work on this tractor, they'd fix something on mm -hmm. it. They would have to take that number off that tag and they'd write that on their little work order so they yeah. could keep track of what they all did. So that's where the tag was on okay. this one. There's a tag on that one under the hood when okay. you take it off. So, okay. but yeah, this is uh, basically they're about the same tractor. This one's a little longer wheelbase because it's got a bigger motor in mm -hmm. it. Yep. And then yep. they made what a 1056 too. Uh, they made a 1056, but uh, this tractor disappeared. Nobody knows where it happened. I think it was destroyed. Okay. It wasn't common at the time that the prototypes uh, uh, will survive. Yeah, but yep. now, uh, luckily, they were donated by KCIH in 
1987. I have all the paper paperwork of it okay. uh, when they were donated uh, to the University of River Falls, uh, but they were supposed to uh, be non-running prototypes, mm -hmm. uh, and the students did work on the tractor, so the condition was uh, not very good, yeah. and uh, they sat in the barn for many years. Uh, but then it did an awesome job to bring them in this did, condition, yes. like they appear now. Yes, awesome job. Yep, they look great. So yeah, we have the we have the original letter from Case IH okay. donating those. Herbert, it's in my office actually. That's cool. It'll be going home with all the paperwork for okay. him. Okay. So it's pretty neat. Nice piece of history. Yes, it is. So are you going back home, or do you are you going to go up with these first? No, uh, I don't have the time. I have yeah. to work. At home. <laughs> he, uh, they leave tomorrow on okay. Sunday. We, we are leaving back home, and then yeah. he's got to go to work on Monday. So, okay. yeah. yeah, will be time difference will be a little bit difficult because <laughs> <laughs> it is very exhausting here to be at the show. We yeah. told, uh, we talked to Danny in Europe, but it's not common to have such a historic show, okay. uh, such a big show, and uh, the impressions are incredible for us. Yeah. And. That's very cool. Yes. Very large show, and for them, like you said, they don't have shows this big over there, so to come here and see all this, amazing. It is, it is, and it's awesome to have these here, too, so that's great that they yeah. work. They've been a big hit. Yes, I'm yeah, sure. people over here <laughs> looking at them. And, I would imagine so. Yeah. Well, awesome. And then yeah. we brought the, the other one Yeah, you want here. to talk about this, this one, too? This is serial number one also. I saw that, yes. That's mine. Okay. My good friend, we own that. And Okay. That's the first one off the line, the 1086. Okay. And not only is it the first 1086 built, but it's the first of all the 86 series tractors built. Wow. In so That's that awesome. That tractor there, they built 47,420 of them. Okay. And that one's number one. How did you find that one? Pretty crazy thing. I was on the Red Power Forum one night in 2009, and somebody posted that that tractor was for sale okay. in northeast Iowa and that's where I grew up oh really and it was about two hours from where I grew up and wow. I called there the next morning I started calling there at 6 30 in the morning and at quarter to seven the parts man answered the phone and I think by about 7 30 in the morning I talked to the owner of the dealership and he asked me what I was going to do with the tractor and I said I'm going to restore it and take it around the tractor shows and I'm still going to use it on the farm mm -hmm. and uh, that's how that's how I ended up buying the tractor because they had awesome. another guy stop there and he wanted to buy it. He was going to put it on a TMR mixer. Oh, And he man. goes, absolutely not. I won't <laughs> sell it to you. I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah so that that's how been. I ended up with that tractor and I've used it on my farm, okay. farming. And then uh, three years ago, I rented out my ground and I'm not using them anymore. So okay. I'm actually having an online auction in September 5th. I saw that in the yeah, and window. And those will be that. I have serial number 2886 also. Okay. So they were built five days apart. Okay. And uh, yeah, so it's time for them, for someone else to enjoy them. And very cool. Yeah, so that's exciting. Kind of though. Another neat piece of history. Yes, it so. is. What condition was that one in when you got that it? That one was actually really nice shape. It? it had motor done in it and clutch okay. and DA. And then you know we put back tires on it. We had original tires on okay. it, but they were getting pretty weather checked. It's got six thousand hours on it. Oh, okay. And then I painted it. You know, so but I've used that tractor since '09 in the field. So yeah, it's that's all awesome. corn and beans and down for quite a few years. Very so. cool. Nice crafter, air conditioning, everything all yeah. over. So we, we drove it in the parade area yesterday. Did you? Everybody was <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Well, yeah. I appreciate you guys sharing this. Like I said, you did an awesome job, and it's so cool that you're taking them back now and yeah. going to preserve the history of them. So that's thank great. Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you. thank yeah. you guys. Thanks a thank lot. you.
You can find all your source material for our episodes on our website, oldirongarage.com. We encourage everyone to join us on Old Iron Garage and connect with other collectors. Again, we would like to express how good of a time we had at Half Century of Progress, and we encourage everyone to check that show out if you've never been. It's a great experience for everybody. We also encourage everyone to give us a follow on social media, and don't forget to submit collection photos to info at oldirongarage.com to be featured at the end of our episodes. Feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions or would like to join us on a future episode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.